Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. It is Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Now, this is a podcast where I get to have conversations with some amazing people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas that we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Now, each episode has a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. We'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel, adventure, relationships, and believe me, much, much more. All along this journey, I'll experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness, and then report back to you. Now, don't forget, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, please take a moment, subscribe, leave me a rating and a review. It is truly, truly appreciated while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. On this episode, I welcome Melissa Fitzsimmons from Smart Moms Plan Disney. And that is so right. Smart moms and smart people do plan Disney before they go to Disney World, the happiest place on earth. But if you ever needed a plan and a strategy for any trip or vacation you've taken, Disney World is that place, and Melissa and I get into the nitty-gritty details of some amazing strategy to make your trip to Disney World even that much better. I'm actually going to Disney World in a few months, and I have not been in probably about four to five years, and a lot has changed since, especially because of COVID. So we discussed a plan of attack for my trip that you can use for your trip when you go to Disney World. We discuss when is the best time to hit up each park and what ride do you want to hit up immediately as soon as you enter. Do you want to meet Mickey or your favorite character? Melissa gives some great tips on how to do that. She also gives some amazing advice on the best places to watch the fireworks displays in both Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And of course, we discuss the best of the Disney food, park hopping, and perhaps maybe some of those overrated rides you don't want to wait in line for. Now, for anybody that's been to Disney World, you know a strategy is basically necessary to get the most out of your trip there. And if you have not been to Disney, this is such an amazing podcast for you. You really get all the tips and tricks to make the most of your trip to Disney World. And as you will see on this episode, there is a bonus 20-minute clip that Melissa and I recorded a week after our initial conversation because Disney came out with the Genie and the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes. That was a massive game changer. I needed to reach back out to get the lowdown on all the details about how this is going to affect everyone's trip to Disney World. So stay tuned for those details at the end of this podcast. Melissa also wanted to make aware to all the listeners that her Instagram is mom is a Disney freak. 
So go check her out, follow her. Her Instagram handle changed after we did the initial episode as well. So go check her out on Instagram. Mom is a Disney freak. Contact her and let her help you plan your trip to Disney. It is a free service. So believe me when I say it would behoove you and your family to use her to help guide your trip. But until then, this podcast is an amazing way to start. So without further ado, here is Melissa Fitzsimmons. Hey, Melissa, how are you doing today? Hi, thank you for having me, Ryan. Absolutely. Are you Buffalo, New York? You still represent Buffalo? I do. I rep, I rep Western New York and uh, go Bills. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm not a Bills fan, but I don't hate on them either. I went to UB, so horns up, horns up for yeah, Buffalo. There you go. There I appreciate go. that. Uh, were you born and raised in Buffalo? Where are you from? I, I'm from uh, Newfane. I went to school in Newfane, graduated Newfane. So that's like the North Towns. Okay. Okay. Real so north, lifelong, north, north of Lockport. Lifelong Buffalonian then. Mm, yes. Yes. Nice. Brutal, brutal winters. I don't miss that <laughs> whatsoever. I went to school in Oswego and I will say that Oswego winters were way worse than Buffalo. So the snow is insane right on the lake there. Yeah. I, I can't even begin to tell people like it was unreal, unreal. <laughs> It's bad. Isn't yeah. there like ropes? Isn't there ropes along camp- campus you have to grab and hold on to? <laughs> no, that's actually a really, I don't know if that was like back in the day. Not when I went. Okay. Because, uh, there were, we had three closures my senior year. And I'm like, where are these ropes? Because I didn't <laughs> see anything. Maybe that's but, a fable. Yeah. I, but like I said, that might have been true back in the day, but not, not when I went. So. Okay. Okay. Well, what we're going to talk about today has hopefully absolutely nothing to do with the snow. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, my podcast being the pursuit of happiness. What better to talk about than the happiest place in the universe, Disney World? Yes. And uh, you seem Amen, to have brother. you seem to have quite the background and information for Disney World. And uh, so, just just to put this out there, I'm going to Disney World for the first time in five or six years, I believe, in, yeah. in December, which is four months from when we're recording this. And you know, if there ever is a place on planet Earth that you need to have a plan and a strategy to get the most out of your visit, it's Disney World. So here we are. With all that said. And I am yes. ready to ask the questions, but first and All foremost, right. let's hear your history. Let's hear your backstory, how you became such a Disney fan, Disney enthusiast, and like how sure. many times you've been and all that. Let's hear it. Sure. Um, first of all, I'm really sorry. I should have done this before we press record, but I'm not fully dressed. <laughs> so um, now there's that the Disney ears. There I they are. I, for those of you who can't see, I had donned my Disney ears and now I'm ready to go. Now you're ready to roll. <laughs> so... <laughs> So my family and I have been going to Disney since I was six or seven years old. Hmm. And I can't remember if it was first grade or second grade that we started going. And then every other year until I was 15 years old, we went to Disney as a family. We had family that lived in um, Port St. Lucia. Okay. So that's about an hour and a half, two hours away. So we would make it a point to go visit them. And then we would end at Disney. And so I've been going since I was six or seven years old. And then when I was in college, I did the college program. And that's for those of you that don't know, they recruit college kids to work at Disney and they get college credits. 
And then after my college program, I ended up going as a seasonal employee every so often, um, just heading down there when, especially for my winter breaks, but I do a couple weeks in the summer as well. And so I've been going, I've worked there, I've played there, and I can't tell you how many times I've been because I've literally lived in Orlando for a year and, you know, you went an infinite amount of times because you could go for free as an employee there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then about, I, I took my family. Now I have two children. I have two boys. They are six and eight. And my husband and I were looking last year, uh, September, 2020 to go somewhere for our anniversary. Our anniversary is October 1st. And we just kind of looked into going places and we ended up going to Disney. We ended up taking the entire family to Disney. Hmm. And after I came back, I was recruited by Smart Moms Plan Disney. And I am now a Disney travel agent. That and is so awesome. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So that's pretty much my my quick history on who I am, why I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast and what I do now. And I'll, I said it before and I'll say it again, boy, oh boy, you do need help planning a trip to Disney if you yeah. really want to try to get the most out of it. And it's funny that you said you worked for Disney. So I indirectly worked for Disney because I yeah. worked up at ESPN for a couple of years, which is owned by Disney. So I was a Disney employee and I'm sure you're very familiar with the silver pass it's called where- yep. You can swipe it and you get in for free with three people with you. And boy, oh yep. boy, do I miss that perk. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I used to go, I don't know, every five, six, seven months or something like that a few times in my two years to your uh, tenure at ESPN. So I was going there um, a decent amount, but that, that ended in 2009 and I've only been there once since. And that mm. was 2016, I think. So I know things have changed and COVID changed everything. So yeah. we're going to get into a lot of that. Um, sure. So there's a million questions I got, but let's kind of step back and let's just kind of look at Disney from a broad perspective. Sure. In your opinion, what is the busiest time of year to go? And like, what is the best time of year to go? So it's, it's very subjective of when the best time of year to go is, but let me tell you the busiest first, I would say around Christmas and the, the holidays is definitely a really, really, really busy time. And also July 4th independence day is very, very busy in and around, um, the weeks, you know, leading up and, and after that being said, I would say any time that the kids are out of school mm-hmm. is definitely a busy time, um, busier. So when I say that the best time of year to go is very subjective, it really truly is that. And what does it look like for you and your schedule? Do you need to plan your trip around the kids being off from school or do, are you more flexible? Do you not mind taking them out of school? Um, that's, that's like probably number one is like when you want to go and you have to look at your schedule and your needs. Are you a person that is affected by the heat? you know, I, it's, it's central Florida. It's, it's hot and it's very, very humid. And if you're not used to the humidity with the heat, like Arizona is very, very hot, but low humidity, you know, the humidity, people don't understand how much that affects you. And are, do you hate crowds? Are you a person that gets panic attacks and things like that? 
So I can't really answer when the best time of year is to go because it really truly is all about you. And when you work with me, I ask you those questions and try to figure out when a really good time is for you to go. Great. And uh, I do know some people planned uh, plan going to Disney World based around the events. One that comes to mind, yeah. I remember October is like the wine. They have like wine and Epcot when you walk around the world right. and stuff. What other events are super popular at Disney? So the food and wine is going on right now. They started it a little early. That's usually their fall kind of festival at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, they started a little early cause it was canceled last year. So there's also a spring ish event. And when I say ish, cause it starts a little, um, like after January 1st, okay. I don't know when it starts, but it's the art festival. And that's also an Epcot. There's also the flower and garden festival. And anytime in, around any holiday, whether it's Halloween or Easter or Christmas, Halloween and Christmas especially are really, really like um, power driven uh, for for crowds and and celebrations and special things going on. Now, I will say I have been to Disney in December before, and there's no better time in my mind to go. And that's why I'm (laughs) going again in December. So I'm bringing my girlfriend who has a bench since she was about two or three years old. So basically she's never been, she doesn't remember any of it. I cannot wait to show her what Disney looks like in December. Mm. It is magical. It is crazy. The amount of detail lights and it's just, it's insane. I can't wait for her to see that. I can't wait to see that it is mind blowing. So personally, that's my favorite time of year to go. Plus it's like in the sixties and seventies too. So it's really nice to be outside and walking around. But, uh, according to you, that's a decently busy time of year, huh? Yeah. It's, it's easily. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And do you notice a difference at all? As far as like, if someone wanted to go for a few days, is there a difference between weekends and weekdays or is the crowd kind of the same both times? You know, I would say that the most popular times to go are the weekends. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because you have the Florida residents that will be working during the week, but then they'll go to, I would say the top two places to go are Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Okay. So those are going to be busier on the weekends, whereas Epcot and Animal Kingdom won't be that busy on the weekends. So when you're strategizing, if you want to stay away from the crowds, you would kind of, you know, keep that in mind. Now, I understand completely why Magic Kingdom would be one of the busiest parks, if not the busy. I mean, that's just what you think of when you think of Disney World, right? You think of the castle yeah. and all the characters. So can you explain to me why Hollywood Studios is up there and perhaps why Animal Kingdom and Epcot aren't quite is busy? Sure. Um, I won't say why Hollywood Studios is busy, busier. I will just say, that'll do it. So, when you are a Star Wars fan, your number one priority is going to this Hollywood Studios and seeing all of that because that world. If you're, are you a fan? Are you a fan of Star Wars? Well, you know, what's funny is, okay, because of COVID, I have watched (laughs) all the Star Wars. I had not seen one before COVID. So I can say I've seen them all now and I'm a fan. I'm going to enjoy it a little differently this time. Walking into Galaxy's Edge. So there's like a tunnel walking into it. The anticipation for me, for somebody who's been watching since 1982, like I, my heart was pounding 
I got goosebumps. And then you walk up the stairs and you see the Millennium Falcon for the first time. And I got teary eyed because it's a life size replica of that beautiful ship. And it's just, I mean, and if you wait till you see the details, really, when you go there, pay attention to like every inch, every rock, all the costumes, all the drinks, all the food. It is an immersive experience. Where in Hollywood Studios is that located? Because I'm familiar. You're like, you walk in, you go to the right. There's like the rock and roller coaster, yeah. Tower of Terror. Where's the uh, Star Wars land? Okay, so you're going to walk in and you'll keep going straight to the Chinese theater. And then you can either go left or right. And it's kind of like behind that where the old backlot tour was. Okay. Um, they kind of got rid of that whole entire area where there were like sound sound stages and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. where they put it. Okay. And so one of the rides that I'm very unfamiliar with since I've been there is rise of the resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that the name of it? Is that the yeah. busiest ride in all of Disney world? Okay. It, it is. It's very hard to explain because it's one of the attractions that does not have a wait time. So it's going to sound like kind of counterintuitive, like me saying like, yes, it's one of the busiest rides. But then if you go on the, the, my Disney experience app, you won't see a wait time. And the reason for that is because you have to get a boarding pass. And what that is, is a virtual queue is set up on the app, on your computer, and you have to get a boarding pass for your entire party. So I have yet, when we went in October, we did not get one. There's two times during the day where you're able to try and get one and we were not able to get one. So it is very difficult to get one, but when you get one, it's like, I think it's like 45 minutes of, again, that immersive experience. Okay. So what's the strategy behind that? Because I have one shot at this. I'm going to Disney for three days, which I know is not enough. And I have one shot. My girlfriend and I are going, should we both be going at the same time? And yes. isn't it like um, by like 7 a.m. or something like that, you have to yeah. like really start hitting the button? Yeah. So it's two times. Um, 7 a.m. is the first, you know, quote unquote boarding group. And you need to check out what cellular service is better for you, whether that's the hotel resort, whether that's, um, you know, turning it off and using your data. That's the number one thing. And you need to do that before you go. You also need to make sure that your entire party. So you and your girlfriend, it's just the two of you. But if you had yourself and three kids, you would have to make sure that her and the three kids are are clicked in your party. Are you at a disadvantage if you have more people? No, because as long as you have everybody registered and clicked on your, you know, setup, Mm -hmm. you're fine. Okay. What you need to do is that like 6 57 a.m you need to be ready prepared with all of those things i just said i'm going to release this podcast after i go to disney so people (laughs) don't hear this (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah sorry not sorry (laughs) um and then at like seven or i'm sorry 6 59 55 seconds Mm -hmm. that's when you start refreshing okay and and join. So sometimes refresh looks, it looks different on different phones. Um, a lot of times it's swipe up to refresh and then press join. Just keep doing that for about a minute and 
when I say it fills up in like 45 seconds, it'll fill up in 45 seconds. So if you do that until 701 and you don't get in, there's a good chance that you're not going to get in at seven o'clock, but you have a second chance at one o'clock. Okay. And you would just do the same thing. So like at 1258, be ready to go. And you'll see people in the park sitting there with their phones Mm. trying to do this. And it's, um, and then you'll hear people go, Oh my God, like I got got in. in. Wow. Okay. Wow. So So it's almost like you're almost worth setting an alarm or reminder, like 1255 PM sucks. If you're on a roller coaster, you can't do it. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah, it would. But, uh, all I got to say is good luck. And I'm very anxious to hear if you got it because it, it would, you know, what are the chances? Is it like 50, 50 or your chances decent? If you, if you play it right, what do you think? I, so I didn't, it was so new when we went, I didn't know anything about virtual queue, like just what my parents told me. And now I would feel more equipped and prepared. I would say since I've gone and seen other people attempt it with the tips I've given, mm-hmm. I have only seen like one group not get it. Okay. So I don't want to say your chances are impossible, but like when I say that you need to do those steps, really, really take it seriously. <laughs> if you this, really want to get on. This is exactly why we're having this conversation. Just that one tip alone can make someone's entire trip. That's a massive star Wars fan alone. Everything yeah, else we're going to talk yeah. about. This is awesome. And so one thing you also just brought up was the Disney My Experience app, which I'm not familiar with. I downloaded it. I have it. Um, talk about the app. And I know that's just a lot to say because everything is in there. What what do yeah. the keys, what does that app hold within, within inside that? Because I feel like it holds the keys to everything. Yeah, basically the only thing that you cannot do on the app is make a payment towards your trip. Um, so as a travel agent that, you know, is huge for me to tell my clients, but if you've already paid for your trip or you're making payments and you have that arranged, you can find wait times. You can make dining reservations. You can make the droid building, the, the lightsaber building reservations on, on there. You can, um, find restrooms. You can find any kind of quick service. You can order and pay for your quick service meal ahead of time, which was, um, is life-giving, especially when you have kids and you don't want to wait in line for food, you can do everything. I'm looking at this right now. What's really nice is that it's a map, which is helpful enough, Yeah. let alone with markers, like, um, looking at this right now, space mountain, 50 minute wait, get yeah. directions. Really cool. Yeah. It's like a GPS little thing yeah. to help you walk around. Um, when did this come out? Do you know? Because I don't recall ever, ever using this in Disney or having um, the option. I don't even know. Let's see. I'm going to Google it. My Disney experience app. When? This is really, really cool. So basically yeah. this is a must. This is a must do for anybody going to Disney. It's, it's, it's life. Um, it says January 7th, 2013. So oh, wow. it just probably didn't have um, the steam power it does now mm. because I think with COVID and they got rid of maps, um, like the physical maps in okay. the parks, I think they, I think that they're back, but people have their phones so much and use them so much, especially during the pandemic mm-hmm. that this became a, a, a 
the power behind it became more important. You may not know this answer, but if everyone's using phones, and I imagine phones are going to start dying, is there charging stations around the parks? Do you have any idea? Yeah. Um, so there's machines that you can get. Um, I forgot what they're called, but you can get a charger. I'm going to actually, I'm going to use the my Disney Experience app to answer this question. Yeah. So when you go use your app, there's a little magnifying glass at the bottom and you can search anything. So I'm going to search um, phone chargers just to see what comes up. So th oh, this is what they're called. Portable phone charging system kiosks. So what that is, is a, um, it's like a little vending machine and it's going to have a portable charger to charge your phone right inside the parks. If you indeed forget your, your own portable charger, hmm. I suggest that you buy one before, but if you forget, you just click on that and it says find on map hmm. and it'll tell you where you can buy them on the map. So here in the magic kingdom, these little info things, yep, those are the places that you can buy them. Wow. Um, and I think they're like 25, $30. Don't Oh, $30 plus tax says there right go. there. Yeah. Also fun fact. If you do have a cord charger, good luck finding a plug inside anywhere at Disney. But on the buses, some of them have plugs that you can use that are underneath the seats. This is, yeah, this is exactly why I had you on. <laughs> it's these little <laughs> tips and tricks that nobody, know. <laughs> knows. nobody knows this stuff. And that's, that's going to make or break someone's trip right there. I promise. For you. sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Hey, out of curiosity, what is your favorite ride? I have so many for so many different reasons. I am such a Disney geek that I truly pay attention to the details mm. of every single attraction. So one of my favorites is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Okay. That queue and the lobby and the story behind, like from when you're in, in the hotel lobby and all the, it's dusty, it's old, it's abandoned. You could see people like their cigarettes were still, you know, they, they left at, a really rapid pace. And then you go in and you watch the, the little movie and then you go into the boiler room. That's so cool to me. And yeah, it's a thrill ride. I like splash mountain. Mm -hmm. I love that one. I used, grew up reading the Br'er bear, Br'er fox, uh, Br'er rabbit stories. So that to me was really cool. They are revamping it. That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah so the, but you know, if, if anybody's going to take it over, it might as well be that princess, Princess Tiana. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what other ones I love. I love Kilimanjaro Safari at Animal Kingdom. That's like, it's a different ride every time you go on it. Mm -hmm. And then Epcot doesn't really have a lot of rides I like. Soarin' is a really good one. Mm -hmm. But I just love the World Showcase myself. I love okay. walking around, trying the different food and drink and cultures, all those things. So. What about the um, Avatar ride? That's one I've not experienced yet. Is that awesome too? Yeah. So what the Avatar ride you're speaking of is a flight of passage. And that is, I can't even explain it. Like you get on almost like a little motorcycle and you ride an Avatar. And what's really cool is it's a 4D experience. And you might not be familiar with the term 4D. You might have heard 3D, which is visual and sound, but this is, they pump 
different scents into the air. So you're smelling and almost tasting. And then when you're on your little avatar slash bike, there's a point where your avatar sits on a rock and breathes and takes a breath and, and you can feel them breathing. It's unbelievable. Like super cool. So my husband is not a Disney fan like myself. He likes it, but he doesn't absolutely love it. He got off that ride and used the word magical. Like for somebody who's not really a huge Disney fan to be like, that was magical. You know, (laughs) yeah. So I would suggest doing that one very, very first. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to talk about strategies real quick, but let's take a step back to another thing that I realized COVID changed was you have to make a park reservation ahead of time. Right. That's not something I'm familiar with. Fortunately, I've already done that. I have my tickets. I made the reservation Right. for people who are just think they can go buy a ticket and like wing it. Like, can you explain how that works? (laughs) Don't wing it. (laughs) You'll be, you'll be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So there were talks way before the pandemic of how can Disney control the crowds and keep, and keep the numbers at a safe. Um, and what I mean by safe is like fire hazards. If they had to, they started thinking about this after September 11th, um, because they had to evacuate this massive crowd and it was really hard. So their number one concern has always been safety of their guests and clients. Um, so they started thinking of a way to try and calculate the numbers more efficiently. And that's where COVID kind of fast forwarded that process. So what you, what it is, is going in and making a reservation for yourself and anybody in your party for whatever park you want to do on which day. And that's basically how and why it came about. And and once you make that reservation, are you stuck there? You are stuck there if you do not have a park hopper pass. Um, So it is really important you can leave and come back to the same park. So if you made your reservation for Magic Kingdom and you're, you don't have park hopper, you can leave and come back to Magic Kingdom, but you can't hop to another park. Now, park hopping has changed too. Cause I remember you used to just hop on a monorail and go wherever right. you want. So can you explain how that's also evolved? Yeah. So at two o'clock, you're able to hop to whatever park you want to. And you have to call ahead of time to make sure that that park has the capacity I have yet to hear of anybody having a problem. And we just went through July 4th, Independence Day. And like I said at the beginning, that's one of the busiest times of year. And I haven't heard of anybody having a problem. Not to say that it's 100% guarantee. It's not. Mm -hmm. But I I just have yet to have anybody say, I wasn't able to hop to XYZ. So So you said call ahead. You have to literally call or is this another thing on the phone? Yeah, yeah. when you get there, I don't know the number offhand and I apologize for that, but when you get there, you can ask any cast member and they should have that readily available to you. And they might even be able to check for you. Okay. I, I'm currently not a cast member. So I would think that any cast member would be able to find out that information for you. So like at one thirty, if you want to hop to that, whatever park, you can just ask them. I do know day one, uh, of our trip is going to be, I believe, uh, a Thursday. We're going to go to Univer- um, not Universal, Hollywood Studios. We're okay. going to go to Magic Kingdom on Friday, and then we're going to do we're going to split 
um, Animal Kingdom and Epcot on that Saturday. You know, you said two o'clock is the park hop. At what time do I need to get in a line or anything to make the park hopping as fast and seamless as possible? So you're going to start at Animal Kingdom? Yes. And hop to Epcot? Yep. Um, I would... I would just get on a bus and go. I don't think you'll have a problem. The okay. problem, I would say your problem would arise if you were at Epcot or Animal Kingdom trying to hop to Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom. Because like I said, those are the busiest ones. Okay. Um, I would not worry about hopping to Epcot or Animal Kingdom. They're just not as popular. It's not, not meaning that they're not as great, but they're just they're just not as popular. I don't really know why. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> but that, no, I mean, that's really good to know. This is really good, useful information. And so I remember you said a couple minutes ago, like the first thing you would do when you get to Animal Kingdom is hit up the Avatar ride, the Flight of Passage. Right. So let's talk about that. Honestly, let's go park by park and be like, hit this ride up first. <laughs> what what ride and or rides in each park would you say go to immediately? So at Animal Kingdom, it's I would definitely say if you're trying to get on um, flight of passage, I would hit up that one first. And so even if the park opens at eight o'clock in the morning, you're going to want to be there. I would say at the latest at seven 30, cause they start letting people in and you can get in line. Now they don't open that line until eight o'clock, but I would get there pretty early. And another one at animal kingdom that people say that you need to hit up ASAP is the, the safari because quote unquote, the animals are most active during the, the morning. Mm. That was true when they first began, but Disney was so good at kind of looking at ways to get more animals out and about during the day that that has changed. So I, I wouldn't worry about the safari. And like I said, anytime you go on the safari, it's a different ride because you're going to see different animals out and about. But like I said, Disney is strategically planned how to make those animals come out and stay out. Um, so which one do you want to do next? So let's do, we'll go, we'll go Epcot. Sure. Uh, so frozen ever after is in the Norway pavilion. And that obviously is number one for the, for, for the frozen fans. Um, I would think, I don't know if you and your girlfriend are frozen fans, but I would say for you guys, I would hit up soaring first and that's in living of the land. And then really Epcot's pretty, pretty mellow as far as attractions go a lot of them i'm just going to go on right now because we're winging it i'm going to go to epcot and see what wait times are right now yeah the other big ride i remember at epcot was mission space is that still kind of a big ride or is that kind of losing steam? um it, it kind of lost its steam um yeah the the longest wait right now 30 minutes is spaceship earth 65 minutes is test track so that's another big one um, right now, Mission Space is 10 minutes, so that's not bad at wow. all. Wow. And just to, just for a point of reference, we're recording this right around noontime. So it is yeah. right in the middle of the day, too. So that's really yeah. good Yeah. So, yeah, um, the biggest wait time right now is Test Track, um, which is really funny because Soarin' right now is 15 minutes. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's – um. those are the wait times right now as we as we talk at Epcot. So, so like I said, Epcot is – Real, real chill. So your best strategy, no matter the park you're going to, is just hit up that popular ride ASAP, right? No yeah, what. for sure. And okay. then, so going besides um, Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, Rock and Roller Coaster, 
the Tower of Terror. Slinky Dog is another big one. And they have a newer attraction called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So there's kind of a lot of newer attractions that have longer waits. So just as an example, right now, Slinky Dog's at 75 minutes. Um, Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride, is at 55 minutes. The Runaway Railway is at 50. Rock and Roller Coaster is at 15 minutes. I love but that ride. I love across it. the street, quote unquote, uh, Tower of Terror is at 50. Wow. So, yeah. So, as you can see, like, again, Hollywood Studios is more of a, a popular uh, place. So, their wait times are longer. And then Magic Kingdom, I would hit up uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I would kind of beeline right to there. Where's that? I don't, I'm not um, familiar with that one. That is in Fantasyland. And so what you would do is you would go straight and then there you could go through the castle if you wanted to, or you could turn kind of like right. There's a, a pathway right beyond Tomorrowland where you hit up the uh, carousel and then turn left and it's right on the right-hand side. And then I would hit up all the rides that are in Fantasyland, which Peter Pan, Pooh, the carousel. Space Mountain too, right? Yeah. That's in that area. Um, that's in Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, okay. So Tomorrowland right now, Space Mountain's at 50. That, that'll probably go down, I'm going to guess, between three and four in the afternoon. Um, I can't obviously predict that right now because we are taping around noon. Right. Um, let's see. What else? Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise, because of the movies, they tend to get up there as well. So I, per after hitting up Mine Train, I like going kind of like backtracking and going to Adventureland, Frontierland, go through Liberty Square, go to Fantasyland, and then end with Tomorrowland. That's my strategy, but I've done it so many times. But what I would say for somebody who hasn't been in a while, like yourself, I would hit up one land and land at a time. Okay. Great advice. Again, I'm curious to know about some of these rides, like you said, seven dwarves, Mickey and Minnie runaway. Are these like actual like thrill rides? What type of rides are these? So I would say that the biggest thrill ride rides, uh, are Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. Mm. If you can do those ones, you can do any of the other ones. Seven Dwarfs, Mind Train, Slinky Dog, they are roller coasters, but they're not like, they don't have huge drops. You're not going to have like a harness and buckles and like a bar coming down. You know, it's very, they're very mild roller coasters, I'll say. Are they fun for adults? Yes. Okay. You know why it's fun for adults, Brian, is because we as adults get to relive mm -hmm. these movies that we grew up watching, you mm -hmm. know? So like when you go on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, the detail, you're like in the mine that the Seven Dwarfs mine. And so there's like jewels and you can see like different little things like cups that they left behind from their lunches and things like that. And and you as an adult will be like, oh, my God. And you might point it out to your kid and they'll be like, whatever. I just want to get on the ride. But you as an adult, that's why it's fun for the adults. And Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, that is it was the old. Um, the Chinese theater 
oh gosh, I can't even remember. What I know it exactly what ride you're talking about. It's the, just, the great movie ride. Yes. Yep. The old great movie ride. It's the same track and it takes you through like a, a Mickey and Minnie and Donald makes an appearance in there and it's just a fun little cartoon ride. Um, but they did get rid of the great movie ride. Okay. And now you, you mentioned smugglers run. How does that compare with the rise of the resistance? So I haven't been on rise of the resistance, so I can't really speak to how it compares. I'm going to say that nothing compares to rise of the resistance <laughs> just because of the, immer- like when you go on rise of the resistance, you feel as though you're taken to a different planet. And mm. what, what happens is Ren, who is a character from star Wars recruits you to help fight the resistance. And, um, you actually go on a mission to fight the empire and all, all the, you know, all the bad guys. So there's a, there's a room where you're like, there's like 50 stormtroopers and Kylo Ren and, I've only seen pictures. So again, I can't speak to the experience of it, but smugglers run is, I would say like, kind of like star tours. If you've been on star tours yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's like star tours slash mission space, because what happens is they have a pilot, they have a gunner. Um, I believe it's six people. It might be eight people per like little cart. And everyone has an assignment that you have to do and you have to press the buttons. I don't think it's as intense as mission space, but I would compare it to those two attractions. Okay. And, and we loved it. So we're talking about rides here too. And one thing that, um, I was familiar with was fast pass mm. and there is no more fast pass, right? But there is fast pass plus let's, t- let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no fast pass whatsoever. Um, at this point in time that we are speaking, Mm. there are rumors of it coming back as a paid service. It used to be free and you were limited to three a day. I do not know any information about when it's coming back, how it's going to work when it comes back, any of those things. Um, so as of right now, there are no fast passes. I think what you're thinking of is there's a ticket option called um, Park Hopper Plus. Okay. So I think that's what you're thinking of. And okay. if I do have this information wrong, I do apologize. But as of right now, there is no fast pass at all. So fast pass, just to rewind here, so everybody's not familiar with, that's sure. when you would go to a ride, push a button, and it would say, come back between 3 and 4 p.m., yeah. And there's a different line that you kind of go faster through while you do something else sure. the rest of the day. Um, I love that. Why'd they get rid of that? Do you know? It was because of the pandemic. Mm. Um, because the numbers were down, I don't think they felt that it was necessary to have a fast pass anymore. And they utilize those lines. So when you go and you see people using the quote unquote fast pass line, there's different people. They, they might be on a VIP tour. Um, that is, if you want to get the fast pass ability, I would highly recommend that you book a, a VIP tour. Um, there's a thing called DAS pass, which is a disability assistance service pass where people who maybe they physically can't stand in line for whatever reason, they had surgery, they did this, that, and the other thing. They utilize that line. 
else does. Um, sometimes the attraction breaks down. Hmm. And so they will tell those guests that currently waiting in line, Hey, come back at this time and you'll be able to get right on. And I think those are the only exceptions to that rule right now. Okay. And, uh, while we're talking about rides too, do you have any rides that you would consider somewhat overrated or maybe not worth the hype that just don't bother? <laughs> I know that's a tough question for you. I'm I sure. mean, I, I don't like big thunder mountain. <laughs> okay. I, I just big thunder mountain is classic and been there forever. And my six-year-old son now loves it. So I will never not ride it until he grows up out of that, but I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't, I've never liked it. Um, I don't like the hall of presidents. Boring, boring to me. Yes. Um, not really. Other That's than that. Yeah. That, that really is about it Okay. for me. And so besides the rides, another reason a lot of people can't wait to go is to meet the characters. Sure. Do you have any tips and tricks and advice for anybody looking to meet the characters? And I, this might have changed now with COVID. I don't know how that works now, but uh, right. we can do with COVID and like post COVID, hopefully when that goes away too. So right now, everything is socially distanced. So you are not allowed to get a picture side by side with one. You're not allowed to hug your char- character friends. Um, I don't know if and when that's going to change. Hmm. So right now everything is socially distanced, but there are a few places that you can typically see them. And again, this is an ever changing, ever evolving process, but at the magic kingdom on the Tomorrowland stage, you can sometimes catch stitch and buzz Lightyear. The stepsisters from Cinderella are there heckling people at fairy tale hall. In Epcot, you can find Joy from the movie Inside Out or Winnie the Pooh catching butterflies in the Imagination Pavilion. There's a patch of grass right outside the Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios. There's been characters known to um, have picnics, particularly Chip and Dale. Daisy and Donald are outside of Hollywood and Vine, which is another restaurant at Hollywood Studios. They, there's like um, a bunch of bushes and they, they've been seen gardening. Um, the train station and the balcony right above where you enter Magic Kingdom, typically you'll see princesses in particular coming, coming and waving and talking to people and they will talk to you. So if you have a huge like Cinderella fan and, and your daughter or whoever is dressed up as Cinderella, most likely she will see and interact with you. And then they come down that staircase to when you're facing the entrance. So like Guest services is on the right-hand side and you're facing the train station and it's behind after you walk in. Mm -hmm. There's a staircase to the right-hand side. I would station yourself right there to see all the characters walking down. Um, That's the best place to, you know, grab their attention. Any country, like uh, Snow White is in Germany at Epcot. Milan um, is in, I can't remember if it was Japan or China. I'm sorry. Frozen, the Frozen characters, Anna, Elsa, they'll be in Norway. And who else? Oh, Belle is in France. Um, so you can catch those princesses there. Above the country bear jamboree, you'll see characters. And then there's this thing they call calvoc- cavalcades. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. 
But this is another thing that you'll want the My Disney Experience app for. So I'm going to walk you through it right now. Perfect. So if you just go to your home and you scroll down, you'll see a picture of the castle, the, the ball, the, the tree of life. You see that? Let's see here. So I am home. It says, hello, Ryan. Here, I'm showing you yep. right now. Yep. Scroll down. Scroll down. Okay. And you'll see this. Okay. Oh, the icons. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. So the first one is Magic Kingdom. So if you click on today's show times, yep. you'll see parades for the day. A goofy cavalcade is at 2.30 and 3.50. Magic Kingdom cavalcade is at 2.10 and 3.15. And what those are, are they're quick little parades. They're not like the traditional parades that we had pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. The reason why they're doing cavalcades is not to um, have people congregate in a crowd. So the cavalcades are about, I would say about eight to 10 minutes long. Um, and basically, if you're not stationed on a parade route, um, if you hear loud music, get, get to, um, one of the viewing areas as soon as possible. That's like your cue that something's happening. Awesome. And one good thing to know too, before, um, I want to mention this too, before, whenever we wrap this up is that not every park is open at the same time and closed at the right. same time, pay attention to the schedule because there are situations where, you know, a park might close at seven, but like Epcot might be clo closing at 10 and that's three hours extra. You could have had at a different park. So. Yeah. Um, I, I always suggest to park, um, park hop to Epcot because Epcot will always be open the latest always. Awesome. Great um, to the right of the today's showtime, when you click on all hours and we are, um, August 13th, it'll show the hours for that day. Yep. So if you're going in October, I don't know if it's, if it shows the hours just yet. Let's see. Yeah. They have the hours posted already. So I clicked on October 14th, just randomly. Mm -hmm. If you want to plan ahead of like where you want to go and how long things are open. And just to prove a point, like, uh, let's see today or October 14th, it says Disney's animal kingdom closes at seven, but Epcot, yeah. Epcot closes at 10. That's a three yeah. hour, that's three hours is a, is a long time. A long time. And, and like I said, for whatever reason, Epcot, I think because Epcot is more um, the, the chillax park, like I said, and adults tend to go there that they, they are open later. Okay. This is all really, really good information. Um, another thing that I remember seeing that I'm not super familiar with and we went up to Disney is the magic bands. What's the purpose behind the magic bands? Who should get them? And perhaps who maybe shouldn't care so much about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> the magic band is your ticket into the park. So you should care about it. Um, okay. Now, do you need a magic band? No, they have an, um, you can do it on your My Disney Experience app and link the, your tickets up that way and actually use your phone. But I just had a, a, a lady who was like, I'm, I'm not going to be carrying my phone around. She's like, I can't, I, I want to spend this time with my family. So she did get a magic band. Magic bands range anywhere between 15 and $25. Um, the difference in the price depends on how bougie you want your magic band. So <laughs> um, if you just want the basic colors, you're going to pay, you know, the minimum amount. And then if you want like sparkles or if you want, you know, um, we have a Ratatouille, Ratatouille band that was, you know, $25. <laughs> so it just depends on, on how, how you want to, how fancy you want to get with them. Is it yours for life? Once you buy it, you can use it every time you go to Disney. 
yes. So if you have old magic bands, do not get rid of them. There's a number in like very, 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 very small print, but that is how you would link your tickets up to your magic band. Cause okay. each number is uh special to that magic band. Does your magic band kind of need like a charge or a battery or anything? No. Really? Yeah, no. Um, there are magic band stations. I, I can't, I have not run into that problem where they didn't work because they were out of batteries. There has to be some kind of like battery in there. Um, I just haven't run into that yet, but there are like magic, like inside Tomorrowland, um, out, like when you leave space mountain, there's a whole like magic band shop. And that is where you fi- probably find the, the battery replacement. Okay. And is this a magic band, something you would buy ahead of time before you took off for Disney? You could, um, or you could probably buy them in the gift shops at the parks. Um, that's what this lady that I just said she did. Cause she waited till the last minute and she was a week out from her trip. And I was like, don't worry about it. Just when you check in, tell me you don't have a magic band and they will find one for you. And she has not texted me or called me. So I'm assuming that everything went up to plan, but they do sell them in the gift shops. It's just that if you wanted one of the more of those bougie ones, like I was talking about, you would find in one of those specialty shops. Okay. And I want to kind of go back real quick to meeting the characters. What is the best time and where's the best place to meet Mickey? I know people probably make a a point when they go to Disney world, they have to see Mickey before they go home. Do you have any tips for that? If you need to see Mickey, you need to make a dining reservation, a character dining reservation. Um, Because the characters are very sporadic. Uh, You know, Mickey needs to hit up all four parks in one day and, you know, with scheduling conflicts, et cetera, um, you might miss him. There's no scheduled times as of right now, except for the cavalcades, like I told, like I showed you, Mm -hmm. but if you want to see a character and you want to get like more personalized experience, you need to make a character dining, um, reservation. Okay. Cause I remember last time I went, there was a hallway in our room where you can literally meet Mickey that's probably changed and he was talking to you in that (laughs) Mickey voice and my sister and I were blown away we're like oh my god he talks now yeah it was unbelievable so that that's no longer it doesn't exist right right um I haven't I haven't seen Mickey when he's out on the the like the the railway station in Magic Kingdom I haven't seen him talk but I You'll, you're going to have to let me know if that's a thing still with, okay. with guests. Yeah. I know he still does. It's just, um, I haven't seen it. Okay. So that's actually a good question about whether or not he does that anymore with guests. I know he doesn't do it when he's um, in the character dining. So. Okay. And character yeah. dining, is that like up into like, almost like to the left of the castle? Is that the one I'm thinking of? So there's, there's lots of character dining experiences. Um, the one in the castle is actually Cinderella's Royal table. There's, um, be our guest, which is another one, which is, um, bell and beast. And then, I mean, there's just so many, there's chef Mickey's that's at the contemporary resort, um, Topolino's where else? I was thinking the crystal palace. Yeah. That's not open yet. Oh, wow. It's with, it's 
correction. It's open, but not with characters. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So, so, I mean, your best bet is to kind of work with an agent and figure out like where, where to go. Cause like Hollywood and Vine has some characters. Like I, I just know them off the top of my head mm-hmm. just from, from booking the experiences for people. So. Okay. And uh, obviously food is a really big part of the experience when it comes to Disney. Yeah. Um, best places to eat, but also what would you say like the best bang for your buck or maybe some quick eats would be? Yeah. So this is where the app comes in, in use. Um, so I'm going to go back to Magic Kingdom and your app defaults to wait times at the top. Yes. So yes. you're going to want to click on that half triangle. I didn't even know that. Can... That's great. I, I didn't know that that was a drop down. Nice. Oh, yeah. Go go ahead and click on that and you'll see attractions, dining, entertainment, restrooms, et cetera. Yep. You'll, you'll click on dining and it shows you all the dining. Do you have a favorite restaurant that you make sure I, you hit up? I don't. It's, it's so, it's so hard to like choose, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause they're all like so good. Like I, I always hit up the sunshine tree terrace and get a, a pineapple dole whip. And like I said, the app, when you click on one of these, you'll see, it says order food. Yep. So, so cl- you click on that and you can see the menu and you can purchase items and the, and you get like a window say between one and one fifteen to pick up your food. And you can prepay and it's almost like a fast pass for your dining. How do you prepay? Do you have to have like money on this somehow? Or is that the magic where the magic bank comes in? How's that work? You would load your credit card information into the the app. So this is a good time saver. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I have to admit, I'm a sucker for a turkey leg. I imagine I'll probably have two, three, if not four turkey legs (laughs) in just a few days that I'm there. It's a good bang for your buck. You get full on those things. I love them. Um, So with the quick service... If you are looking to save money as an adult, I would order a um, kid meal. They have like any kid meal you order is definitely enough food for you as an adult. And that you, you save like three, $4. Okay. Um, I, any kind of buffet, like they don't have buffets in the traditional sense. They have what they're calling um, family style sit down. So they bring the food to you, which is all you can eat. So any kind of all you can eat is really good bang for your buck. Um, and, and honestly, if you're thinking about food, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be chintzy. Like the food at Disney is so amazing, especially at the, at Epcot. Epcot's awesome. It's so good. It's really, um, really. So, yeah, I mean, I would share desserts, share appetizers. Cause again, they're giving you like these huge, huge plates of food and don't discount. Um, this is a place that you don't need a ticket to get in is Disney Springs. Disney Springs has such amazing restaurants and, and you don't need a ticket to get in. So a lot of times I tell people that's my go-to spot when you get in. So you don't have to like run to a park your very, very first day. You know, you're not checking into your hotel and, and getting settled there and then running to a park. Like, go ahead, get checked into your hotel, maybe swim and then hop on a bus to Disney Springs and, and eat there. Awesome. Great information. And so you just said hotel. One thing I want to get, uh, get to is asking you, what are the benefits of staying at a Disney park hotel? Sure. So a lot of people think it's cheaper to stay off site, And 
while that is true from a dollars and cents point, you have to consider how are you going to get to the park? So if you're renting a car, you have to factor in the car rental. You're going to have to pay for parking per day at the parks, which is about 20, I think it's $25. Now it might be a little more. Um, and then you got to think about you're going to be waiting in line to get into the park. And that's always a, a like crazy. So transportation at Disney, if you stay in the resorts, is absolutely free. Buses run approximately every 20 minutes, sometimes faster, sometimes slower. There's the Skyliner now. There's the monorail. There's boats. And depending on which park you're going to, it's all free. You're inside the Disney bubble when you stay at, at a on property. You get the customer service that is unmatched. And again, referring to my husband, who is not a huge Disney fan, we've been to a couple water parks and things uh, since, and he's just like, he, he can't believe the difference between the cleanliness, the, just the way the cast members, the cast members are the stars. And yeah, I'm a former cast member, but they really make or break your experience and they can just make it so crazy and magical for you. So customer service, convenience, all those things, you know, time is money. Mm. You're not closer if you stay off offsite, which is like a duh statement, but you don't realize it until you have experienced it. So I also think we need to mention the Disney magical express too, which <laughs> takes you from the airport all to right directly to your hotel for free. Right. They grab your bags, they throw yeah. them in the bus and they go ahead and take you. That's worth a lot in itself. Right. Yeah. So, okay. The reason why I'm cringing is because they're getting rid of it for 2022. Okay. Um, and the magical express has changed since the pandemic. They do not pick up your, your luggage anymore. And, and you do have to go pick it up and take it to the bus. It is a free service. So that is awesome. Cause you don't have to wait for a cab. You don't have to go pick up a car. You don't have to Uber lift, et cetera. So magical express is still really great. And if you're going in 2021, absolutely hundred percent use it. But I just want you to be aware cause you are going and that you will have to pick up your luggage. Okay. I'm fine with that. But yeah, the yeah. fact that it's ending after 2021 is good to know too. Yeah. And um, so they do have, it's called Mirrors Connect. That's the replacement, but you, it's a service that you're now are going to have to pay for. Okay. And yeah, it's no that's, longer free. The Magical Sprints. Wow. What a, what a huge, huge bonus that is because yeah. the, it's like 30, 35 minutes or something, right. From the Orlando airport to get to your hotel or something. Yeah. So, and the last time I was in Orlando, it was illegal for Uber or Lyft to pick you up at the airport and drive you somewhere. So you had to get like a cab or something. I don't yeah. know if it's still the same. Um, I know that was an airport policy. So just that alone is probably going to save you 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. It adds up super fast. And I do know yeah. that um, my girlfriend and I were looking at hotels within, I don't know, 10 minutes or so of, of Disney world of like the magic kingdom. Right. And, uh, after we were looking at, okay, we'll get an Uber here. We'll get an Uber here. We'll do that. It right. all added up. It was cheaper yeah. to stay in Disney. It really was. It, 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 and people think I'm lying when I say that I'm like, I'm, I'm not, you can do it yourself and, yeah. and do the math. And, and, and as Ryan has just explained to you guys, it, it truly adds up. So it, if you get a really great car rental, 
deal and you know, the dollars and cents for you adds up. Okay. To each his own, but Mm -hmm. I'm a hundred percent for staying on property. And the peace of mind of just walking right your hotel and just walking right into a bus to go where you need to be and not worry about a single thing is amazing. And, and I will say that if you are staying off property, one of the things that you need to look at is if they have a shuttle service to Disney, you need to figure out what times they come to and from, because there are some hotels that only do it in the morning and only doing it in the evening. So it's not a continuous thing like Disney. There are some hotels that have more than two, two times a day, but I'm just throwing it out there. If you are indeed staying off property. Yep. You're right. Because that's what we were looking. We were looking at staying at a hotel off and they, the, it was like going to drop us off at 10 AM, like three hours after the park opened. It's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I'm not the Uber anyway. So that yeah. was stupid. What's yeah. the point of that? No, thank you. No. Um, I know time is winding down, but uh, one thing I wanted to hit on that everyone hits on at the very end of the night is the fireworks. Yeah. Now, the fireworks are just such an amazing experience and it's itself. I believe it's just Epcot and Magic Kingdom, right? Right now, yes. Um so right now is Happily Ever After at the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Forever at Epcot. And the Happily Ever After is running until September 29th. And then Epcot Forever is ending September 28th. And that is in preparation for the 50th anniversary of Disney World October 1st. So they'll be setting up and planning and and rearranging their their nighttime spectacular shows. So um, if you are there September 30th, sorry, (laughs) you won't have any nighttime shows. Unless that's their favorite of all time. They get to see it (laughs) one last time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's called like Enchantment, right? For the the, um, Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom is Disney Enchantment. Epcot is called Harmonious. Uh, The Hollywood Studios is going to have a nighttime show called Wonderful World of Animation. And Animal Kingdom never really had a a nighttime show, but they will be doing a Disney Kite Tales. And there hasn't been too much um, like leaked out about what's happening there. But basically, I'm envisioning, based on what I have seen and heard, is you know how the Lion King show, have you been to the Lion King show at Animal I Kingdom? I have not, no. So they have like, um, I've, I've also seen it on in Toronto. Um, they have like different animals that are on like sticks and they, they wing them around and they're like kites on a stick. Okay. And so that's what I'm envisioning for this parade, this, this show that's going to be happening at Animal Kingdom on October 1st. Okay. And, uh, So what's your tips and tricks as far as getting to see the fireworks from a good place um, as far as Epcot and Magic Kingdom? When do you need to get in line and perhaps where are some of the best viewing spots? So if you're if you're at Magic Kingdom, there's this place called the HubSpot Grass. And what that is, is right in front of the Magic Kingdom. So when you're looking at the map, which I am right now, it looks like a the, the road looks like a like kind of a gray spoon circular area. Mm-hmm. So any of these, these patchy green grass areas, anywhere around there, even on the sidewalks, are going to be a, a, a prime location to view it. 
the, I would say the partner statue is probably golden, but to me also, as you move forward onto main street, you can see the fireworks on main street and then anywhere off of, off of that hub spot, hub spot grass area that I just spoke of. There's some areas too, like, um, by crystal palace and tomorrowland where there's like seating and stuff like that. If you need to sit down, but I would say anywhere along main street in, in that area around that circle that I just spoke of is a great spot to view the fireworks. Now, if you don't have a park ticket for the day, you can also see the fireworks on the beaches along like the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, the Contemporary Resort has a really great um, restaurant up on top. Um, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on what it's called. But anywhere along there, you can definitely get um, California Grill. That's okay. California Grills on the 15th floor at the Contemporary Resort. If you are lucky enough to score a reservation there, you can go out on the balcony and see the fireworks from there. Epcot, anywhere around the world showcase literally is a great spot as long as your view isn't obstructed by some kind of sculpture you're going to get a great view of the fireworks at what time at least in magic kingdom because that's a little more compact would you recommend grabbing that spot ahead of time because i do know it gets crowded so you're going around christmas time i would honestly probably like 90 minutes ahead of time um yeah but you're probably good with an hour. I, I, you would be really kind of um, pressing your luck if you did anything less than an hour. And same with, same with Epcot. Um, but Epcot, I feel like has more viewing places than Magic Kingdom as far as like, because the World Showcase, which is where they do their nighttime shows, is so centralized that it's just, it's just bigger. It's not, not as compact. Right. And there's a, there's like a street with like houses and stuff, you know, you're not crammed into right. the road. Yeah. No, this is super good information. And uh, seeing as how you do have kids and I know you have to, to leave soon to go take care of them. What's the <laughs> latest, what's the latest and greatest as far as like bringing a stroller into Disney world. Cause I remember last time I was there, there were strollers everywhere. People run over your feet. And I think they made rule changes on that. Right. Um, you can rent a stroller. I highly recommend if you're able to bring a stroller, um, just based on a familiar, like a familiarity, kind of like it's your stroller, you know, where all the the nooks and crannies are and your child will be more apt to fall asleep in their own stroller. Not that they won't in a Disney stroller, but I definitely would highly recommend bringing your own. Um, you can also rent strollers. It's called kingdom strollers. Uh, they deliver it right to your hotel room. If you really don't want to bring your stroller on an pl- airplane um, or whatever, you know, however you're getting there, you can rent them as well. Really good information. I do not have to worry about that uh, <laughs> anytime soon, but uh, maybe one day we'll see. Um, but hey, listen, Melissa, this is, we've been talking for just over an hour and I feel like we can go for another 10 and I'd still be yeah. learning information. This is insane. For sure. This is a really, really good like starter kit for myself or for anybody looking to go to Disney. You just made their trip 20 times better 
because now they can go oh, experience. Yeah, the, they can experience the things that they really want to see and they know when to do it and the whole strategy behind it because yeah. you really do need a strategy for this or I think you'll leave disappointed, you know, and no one wants yeah. to do that. Um, but I, I guess my, my final tip would be, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you're going or you're thinking about going and you're overwhelmed, just know that if you work with a travel agent and or you plan it right, it won't be as overwhelming. Try your very darndest not to wing it. But also when you get there, plan to go off course, plan, plan to be surprised, plan, plan for, you know, unexpected things. And you're, you don't go just once you're going to tell yourself that you're going to go, Oh, this is, this is a once in a lifetime. It won't be. Mm. So. And the greatest thing about my tri- upcoming trip is that I'm going with my girlfriend who really is almost like the first time she's been. So I'm going to live, I'm I'm so gonna live through her. I'm super <laughs> excited for that because I'm yeah. going to be excited. There's new things for me, but seeing her be like, Whoa, this is crazy. This is amazing. That's what's going to make me super happy. I really can't wait for that. Yeah, part of it. For sure. Um, so I know you said working with a travel agent. Well, what if someone wants to work with you? How does someone work with you and follow you on social media? Sure. Yeah. So the best social media outlet that I use personally is Instagram and I am Disney at underscore any age and just follow me there. I have a link in my bio to get a free quote to fill out, you know, the profile of when you, when and where you want to go and all the things. And you can also shoot me a DM. That's a great way to get a hold of me. And then once we get chatting, I'll just give you my phone number and we can text in real time. Perfect. And I'll put your contact information in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, go to the show notes, scroll down. You can just click right on it and you can go check out Instagram. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You've done a wonderful job with this today. I'm super appreciative. I know you just made my trip better. You've, you've also made everybody's trip better. That's just listened to this, whether it's a very small detail or their entire trip. We now know something that we didn't know before. Yep. And there's, and there's so much more. So please reach reach out. (laughs) I can't wait. Maybe we'll have to catch up after we go and we'll have to see where we're at then. You said you're going next time when like January in January. Yeah. 2022. Yep. I, uh, I'm training for a 10 K Good and for I you. That's be, awesome. Yeah. So this will, one of my bucket list items is, was to run, do a Disney run. And I was lucky enough to snag a snag an entry and I'm doing it with some girlfriends and it should be a good time. It's the Super first fun. time that I'm going like solo without my kids. So I'm a little, Maybe you'll nervous. like it. You might love it. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to love it, but I just, <laughs> I have one son that is already making me feel like the worst mom oh, ever. <laughs> No way. No way. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, you've been the best today. So I really, really appreciate it. Melissa, thank you so much for your time. This has been an amazing experience. Brian, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. All right. bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to part one of my conversation with Melissa Fitzsimmons. As I mentioned in the introduction, we actually recorded another conversation a week later after Disney came out with some massive news about the Disney Genie and Genie Plus in the Disney My Experience app. So without further ado, here is part two. So Melissa, welcome back as we made this addition after some really, really big news from Disney Go Figure. Just a few days after we recorded our initial episode, Disney came out with the Disney Genie and it's a game changer. So yeah. I know there's some details still coming out about this, what this means, how this works. 
Um, I know you're still learning details about it, but I figure, hey, you know, I have not released the podcast yet. This is super important because it's going to shape how people go to Disney World and experience it. So, and I messaged you immediately. I said, hold on a second. Disney <laughs> just changed the game right now. So, <laughs> so come back on. We'll make an addition to the podcast. That's exactly what this is. So, Melissa, I know you're still learning details. Can you please explain the details that you are aware of? Sure. So for those of you who don't know, last week, Disney released what they're calling the Disney Genie. And it's kind of like the Disney My Experience app, but on steroids. And what it's going to do is there's what I'm doing in my head is thinking of it as three different levels. Now, level one is going to be the free complimentary version, and they're just calling that Genie. And what that is, is you're going to put in your preferences. What are your preferences? What attractions do you want to see? What do you, characters do you love? And it's going to be really tailored to you and, and your family. And throughout the day, it's going to give you what they're calling a tip board. And it's going to say, hey, Ryan, you said you love Space Mountain. Hey, guess what? It's 10 minutes, a 10 minute wait. You should go there right now. And if you're in wherever you are, not in Tomorrowland, you're going to head over there because that's what you said you liked. You're going to be able to order food more like accessible. It'll have all your re reservations on there. It'll remind you like before, like, Hey, you know, you, you're going to be a guest at one o'clock. It's now 1230. And it's going to be really like, like kind of like having your own tour guide in your phone. And so that's, that's really cool because it's free. And real time too. Yes. So that's cool. Yeah. Yes. So you don't have to keep like the My Disney Experience app. If you want wait times, you have to change it to wait times. If you want to know what uh, dining is, is around you, you have to change it to dining. So it's going to be real, like it's going to be a GPS and it's going to help you out throughout the entire uh, trip, wherever you are. And the next level is a paid version. And this is where it's getting kind of confusing. So it's $15 per day per person. Okay. So if you have a family of four, you're looking at $60 extra on top of what you've already paid for. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, what does that get you? So they are getting rid of the fast passes uh, as far as we know, mm -hmm. and they're calling it lightning lane. And you will be able to access lightning lanes one at a time unlimited amounts throughout the day so say at eight to nine o'clock this is the old fast pass system you had an eight o'clock to nine o'clock um space mountain pass you couldn't get another fast pass until 901 and what the this is going to do is once you're done riding space mountain you can access in real time the next lightning lane. So whatever is available at that time, they won't know because it's going to change day to day, season to season, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what that upgraded, and they're calling that Genie Plus. So that's the second level. Now, the third level is like the awesome, awesome, like, woohoo. They didn't really call it anything, they're just calling it lightning lane. And what that is, is that a list of 40 attractions throughout all four parks 
and you pay for those premium rides. What are the premium rides? They haven't told us. Mm. We can only guess. So if I'm looking at Hollywood Studios, my guess is Rise of the Resistance for sure. Um, Slinky Dog, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. And they're going to be, they haven't released the pricing. So I'm going to guess anywhere between 10 and 25, maybe even $30, depending on the year and time that you go and the demand for that attraction. So they haven't released when they're going to start this. They've just said fall. Fall to me is September to November. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping and thinking it'll be for October 1st, which is their 50th anniversary. They haven't said, they haven't released the pricing. They haven't for, for the lightning lane, that third tier, they haven't released the names of the attractions that are going to be included on that. And that's where it's kind of gets a little confusing. Okay. Yeah. So I have a few questions here. I feel <laughs> like you away. may know the answers. You may not, like we said, the details are still coming out. Um, first things first. So like you said, you have a family of four, you need four of them, right? Does each person need their own phone and app or can as a parent can you kind of like link under yourself like how does that work so i don't know but my guess is that it's going to be just like the my disney experience it's just one person but each person will need that pass um so when you go into the my disney experience right now you can link up your party whether you have two people in your party or whether you have 25 people in your party You can have every single person that's in your party in your app. Mm -hmm. So my guess is it's going to be the same thing where it's like, mom, I'm just saying, because I'm mom and my husband won't do it. (laughs) It'll be me with myself, my husband, and my two two boys on my app with the the $15 Disney Plus. Or I keep saying Disney Plus because (laughs) I have that, but Genie Plus version on my phone. Okay. And so if you were to reserve a ride, they all come with you. Can you all do it together? Yes. That's my guess. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm confused. And I know because like I'm going with my girlfriend and I said, you know, this is something maybe we consider for 15 bucks. She's never been. And I was like, you know, I want to make sure you get to ride all the rides in one day that you want. Um, It helps that, uh, I know some people at Disney at ESPN sure. that hooked me up with passes. So the, the price isn't, you know, a killer for me. Um, and I just don't know if like, I need to sign up for this. She needs to sign up for this. We're both clicking the buttons at the same time for the same rides. Sure. And I don't know how that works. I, my strategy and what I'm going to tell my clients to do is to have one designated person doing it. That way it's not confusing. It's not like rise of the resistance where, um, there's only a, a set amount for the day. You're going to have unlimited access based on availability. And you don't know who's purchased lightning lane already in that third tier. Um, but I would, I personally probably would have one person doing it so that you're not confusing the system. But um, I would need to pay double because she would be linked to me. Right. So every person that is linked to you, you have to pay an extra 15. Right. The, so everyone, so you would be paying $30 extra a day. Okay. Um, one thing I didn't mention about that third tier lightning lane, you're limited to two per day, um, versus the second tier where it's unlimited, but 
in that third tier, when you purchase them outright, you're guaranteed those two rides for that day. Okay. You do not have to, like, if you have a park hopper pass, you do not have to per like for you guys, you wouldn't pay, say you started at Magic Kingdom and went to Epcot, you wouldn't have to pay at Epcot as well. It's good for the entire day. And you could also purchase outright one at Magic Kingdom and one at Epcot, but you're limited to a day. Okay. And just um, overall, I want to get your opinion on this. What are your thoughts on all the tiers I'm introducing this, the price? Because I know I've been doing some research, um, one, because of this podcast, too, because I'm going. I want to see what the hell's going on here. And there's a lot of blowback as far as people are like, oh, here goes Disney taking my money again. Every time I want to go do something, Disney's taking my money. I would just love sure. to get your your feedback on all three tiers. Sure. Um. So, not let's face it, Disney's a business. Uh, it's, it's going, it's lost a lot of money during the pandemic and they're looking for ways to make up that money. Mm. They're very smart. And, um, they're also in the business of making people happy. So this is a change. It is confusing, but I guarantee you that Disney didn't just say, Oh, how are we going to make money guys? How are we going to make money? I guarantee you they sat down and they're like, all right, how can we make money but make it a great customer experience. They, they're, they're very, those are the two top priorities. Um, and yes, it's icky to talk about money and, and then things like that of like, oh, they're greedy. But you kind of have to, especially if they want to keep going and keep alive and keep magic going forever and ever and ever, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I understand the backlash. I understand the frustration, but I promise you that it was all not, they weren't just blindly saying like, you know, Mickey isn't a, a, the devil Mickey sitting there like this in a, in a, <laughs> in a dark room. It is customer oriented and it's going to make it, if it all goes to plan, it's going to be amazing. I think, um, I will say, I am also going to advise my clients to, um, I probably wouldn't get that second tiered for, um, Epcot and, animal kingdom if you didn't get the park hopper pass i would say those two pretty much stay as far as the standby lines go pretty pretty good you know so i wouldn't pay that outright i would just get your your two you know lightning lane tier three ones boom those out and then kind of leisurely let the freebie guide you throughout the day um i don't know personally, if it would be worth it to get the two together, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. It's going to be very interesting to watch this go through, uh, December because that's a huge, you know, the holidays are a huge month. So, yeah. And, uh, this is exactly why people listening to this should follow you on Instagram because they're going to get the latest updates and news from you. And I do believe you have updated your Instagram name since we have also chatted. So this is wonderful that we're doing a follow-up. Please state that. Yeah. So it's um, mom is a Disney freak. I have a podcast as well called mom is a verb. So I was told by a social media strategy, strategic person. I don't know. (laughs) A strategist maybe. Yeah. There you go. go. It's not, it's not uh, coming out today (laughs) Um, that I should merge the two because they're both mom driven. So Mm. That's what I did. 
Hook me up with this uh, social media strategist. Maybe they can give you some tips. I will. I will. I'll, I'll let you know off air. <laughs> hey, I'm also going to bring something uh, to the table here that I, I didn't verse you on before, but uh, I got an email uh, about a week ago or so about the Christmas, very merry, very merry Christmas thing. Um, yes. So I don't think I'm going to do that. Sure. Um, it's decently expensive. It looks like it'd be fun for like a family and kids. Um, sure. But uh, what that did was show me when the Magic Kingdom is going to be shutting down at seven for the people who have purchased these tickets to stay late. So I ended up swapping my day with the Magic Kingdom to the day that this is not happening. So yeah. I can probably stay later. So I I don't know offhand when um, those dates are happening. I'm grabbing my. Yeah. So I know for Boobash. So Magic Kingdom stays open. Boobash is happening now. That's the, the Halloween version of the very merriest party that you're talking about for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Boobash right now, Magic Kingdom stays open until nine, but Boobash people are allowed to come in at seven. So in the event that you are at Magic Kingdom a day that the very merriest party is happening, you are not going to be asked to leave at seven o'clock. They're just going to be able to enter at seven o'clock and they're going to get a wristband. So that's how Disney and cast members are going to be able to tell at 9 p.m. when it does close, they're going to ask you to leave because if you don't have a wristband, you're not um, invited to stay for the party. Okay, so I went ahead and did that when I didn't really necessarily. Yeah, no, it's a a good thing that you did that so that like this is like when you work with a travel agent, you will be advised to step down from the ledge, Ryan, come here, here's my hand. (laughs) It's okay, you can still stay at Magic Kingdom. And it's fine that you did that, you know, Um, because the truth is it's going to be a little bit more crowded. Yeah, that's true. So so, you know, no harm, no foul, but now, you know. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, 7 PM, I believe is like mm. when, like you said, that people are going to start coming in. So I guess, right. I don't know if I read something or I figure something, whatever that, okay, I better book the magic kingdom for a day where I can stay longer sure. than 7 PM, you know? So yeah. um, are the fireworks yeah. every night at magic kingdom? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Perfect. And both um boobash the mary's party and the guests that are there for the day are invited to stay and watch and like i said if you don't have a wristband uh you will be asked to leave and the tickets are non-transferable so even if you you know try to stay you're not going to be able to to like so say your girlfriend gets sick and you guys had the, the wristbands you're not going to be able to take them off and put them on somebody else and tape them on because if you get caught you will be banned from, <laughs> don't, from, don't want to get from, banned from disney wow not not like disney but like to do a party an after hours party oh, okay um, but they have said that like there will be repercussions so well i mean i get so don't that. try it <laughs> i get that yeah i mean i can understand someone wanted to give their ticket away because they paid for it so someone can enjoy it but right it yeah i, I mean but it's unfortunately it's non-transferable. So, so as we're talking about this Disney very merriest after hours, I'm reading right here. Tickets range from one sixty nine to two twenty nine plus tax. 
for select November to December nights and 249 plus tax on December 19 and 21. So it seems like it's yeah. the closer you get to Christmas, the more you're going to end up paying for yep. it. Yep. And right now, um, and they did the same thing with Boobash. Right now, October is completely sold out. And as of yesterday, I haven't checked today, but Boobash only has one one day left in September. Wow. So, I mean, the fact that they're outrageously priced doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like they will sell out is what I'm saying. So if you even, if you're listening and you're kind of on the fence about it, just buy it. Yeah. It's, it, it, they, they really will make it special and the lines I was looking last night at like nine 30. There's no, there was no wait over 10 minutes. Like that's insane. And at the magic kingdom, <laughs> it's almost like, what can you cram in those few hours to, you know, yeah. enjoy that little experience, but cram in those rides too. Yeah. Can, yeah. And go. people will, will literally ride their favorite rides three or four times in a row. Cause they can. Yeah. I remember doing that once for rock and roller coaster. I don't know what night I was there. I just happened to, I literally was just like back on and back on and back on. That was so fun and awesome. Yeah. When I worked there, I I knew somebody that worked that attraction and I've done the same thing. It's awesome. (laughs) Where where he was like, here's the back door. Just go. Oh, so cool. So cool. (laughs) Another thing I was doing research on too is I remember if you stay in a Disney hotel, you get like extra after hours or something. From what I'm reading, they may open the park earlier for Disney, um, for people that are staying at the Disney hotel. So you may get to get there like 30 minutes, 60 minutes earlier than people. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really funny because I was just talking to somebody about this last night. So I'm, I'm, it's fresh in my mind. Perfect. Um, For October 1st, for the 50th anniversary, hotel guests will be able to come 30 minutes prior. Um, They have gotten rid of that, like that advantage that was always kind of a thing but they did get rid of that because of the pandemic so they're bringing it back for the 50th anniversary which is really big news and if you are one of the lucky ones that are staying at a deluxe resort you will be able to stay later so that's another perk um again coming back october 1st okay so i'm staying at the music one that's not deluxe right that's just a whatever it's value (laughs) it's value okay yeah um there is a hold on i can find a list for you you want to know all the deluxe the deluxe resorts are disney's animal kingdom lodge beach club boardwalk contemporary grand floridian polynesian wilderness and yacht and beach club there's also villas at the bay lake tower contemporary boulder ridge wilderness copper creek cabins at the Wilderness Lodge. Animal Kingdom has the Jumbo House, Kandandi Village, Beach Club Villas, board, Boardwalk Villas, Old Key West, Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Disney's Riviera Resort, Disney's Saratoga Springs, and the Disney Villas at Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Okay, there you go. If you are staying in any of those, October 1st and beyond, you get extra hours. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, once again, Thank you so much for hopping back on because that's a big deal. Go figure they announced it just after we recorded that. So I, because I think we did a Wednesday and then literally they did it, I believe Thursday. 
Yeah, so. go figure. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we were able to do this. And uh, something I would love to do, we can keep in contact is uh, after this is released and we get some kind of reviews and how this is working, maybe we do like an Instagram live, we can hop on and yeah. uh, kind of show our followers exactly how it's working and give, give some feedback and opinion. Yeah, I would. Um, so I'm going in January. I know you said you're going in December. December so maybe yep. some sometime late January, early February. We That'd do be that wonderful. Because that way we both can. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would yeah. be great. I, I imagine, like I said, I imagine I'll probably get it for a day or two. Um, sure. You know, I just want to make sure that myself and my girlfriend have like the best experience possible. But like I said, it's I don't I don't have a family full of kids. Uh, you know, I don't have five people to pay for. Um, I'm fortunate, so yeah. I can understand that part of it. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe we'll be able to give some really solid feedback after experiencing it. And I'm going to keep tabs on what other people are saying too. So absolutely. And, and you know what, if it doesn't work, you guys, guess what? They're going to get rid of it. Yeah, so, that's true. um, cause I, do you remember that plush Mickey that you could get that was like, that would tell you like where to go in the parks? It was kind of, that like sounds familiar. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, wow, that sounds that, very familiar. That was a flop and it's no longer a thing. Wow. <laughs> so so yeah, so like, don't think that this is around to stay. If it if it really does stink, they'll get rid of it. But I I can't imagine that all the time and effort that they put into this project mm-hmm. that it's going to be a flop. But yeah, we'll see. And we'll and see. just to confirm, the genie is for free on your Disney My Experience yes. app. So it's almost like you know it's laying out a plan for you. You could take advantage of it if you want to or not. It's free. Yeah, it's but, there for but, you. Basically, you won't be able to access the lightning lanes, which yep. are the former fast pass. Mm-hmm. So stop saying fast pass. It's lightning lane. Um, they got a cute little logo with, I believe, Buzz Lightyear. So so that that's really it. And if you're you're cool with doing the standby lines, hey, yeah, it's going to be great. So, yeah. OK, well, Melissa, thank you once again for hopping back on. <laughs> I know this is super helpful. Uh, I'm glad we can bring this to other people's attention who are listening to this, that there's been some major changes and they're coming soon. So be on the lookout. And uh, once again, thank you so much for joining me. We'll be in contact and we'll give our feedback soon. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much, Melissa. I appreciate it. Once again, a special thank you and shout out to Melissa Fitzsimmons for joining me not once but twice to talk about Disney and the strategy to visit Disney World to its fullest. As I mentioned before, it is so necessary. This is a conversation I'm going to go back and listen to just before my trip to make sure I'm doing this right. I got it all planned and I highly advise whether you've been there or you haven't. Listen to this episode, bookmark it, and come back before you go visit Disney. And if you have not visited Disney World, what are you waiting for? Because it is truly incredible. So thank you once again to Melissa. And please go check me out on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness Podcast. Leave a rating, leave a review. I love it. I truly appreciate it. And I'll catch you next time on the next episode.